Encore with Shannon Fogarty. Arts and entertainment for the Midlands. With the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com It is Thursday evening and that means it is time for the Midlands Dedicated Arts Show Encore with me, Shannon Fogarty. This show brings you the absolute best of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath. To get in touch, you can send me a text or a WhatsApp to 083 30 10 103. You can follow us across all of our social media channels at Midlands 103 or... If you want to be a part of the show, if you want to come on and tell me about anything arts-related, you can email me on core at midlands103.com. So here is what's happening on the show tonight. A Kinnegad artist launches her first solo exhibition, so we find out how that's going for her and how she got to where she is. Emer Dunn brings her new show Folk Threads to Burr on October 21st. So she'll be in to tell you how you can get tickets and what you can expect on the night. And Puka Spooka will take place in Tullamore Town Park and we find out what trick and treats are in store for you there but to start the show there is a new contemporary drama inspired by the digital age and particularly social media coming to Athlone Little Theatre and here to dive into this new play 4 minutes 12 seconds is director Joe McCarrick Joe thank you so much for coming on the show tonight thank you very much for having me Shannon delighted and privileged to be to be here with you so I know when we spoke a little earlier, you told me that you came across this play by accident. So it's four minutes, 12 seconds. What drew you to it? And tell me a little bit of what the play is about. Right. Well, um, yes, I was, I was Googling at, at, uh, online as to what plays were on in London and around about the place because it's always a good uh, feeding ground or a breeding ground for, for stuff that's, that's uh, coming on stream. And I came across this play, and I, I, I read the synopsis of it, and I bought the script and um, read it, and I was completely blown away uh, by it. It's essentially about uh, the parents of a teenage son uh, who has got himself into trouble, and it's how they deal with that situation. Um, I won't reveal too much about it as to as to what, what sort of trouble he got into. Suffice it to say that uh, it concerns um, an everyday situation. It concerns the social media, the internet, and so on. And it concerns, I suppose, as I said, how how the parents deal with this are uh, are un, unable to deal with it as the case may be. And um, it, it it asks more questions than it answers. And I suppose my objective is that when the audiences come to see this play, that they will um, ask themselves, I suppose, what would they do if they found themselves in a similar situation? Um, you know, there's rights and there's wrongs. They have to deal with legal obligations and moral obligations. And there's all sorts of loyalties at stake here. And of course, in any situation where there might be conflict or destruction, uh, truth and trust are the two elements that are always um, at risk. So that's basically what the play is about. Now, um, while, while it might sound heavy, it is not an, at all heavy. It's serious, but it's light. The script is very conversational, and it's about an everyday situation, about everyday people. So there's nothing, um, there's, there's, there's nothing deep uh, in it, and there's nothing explicit in it either, even though it is adult-themed. So I wouldn't recommend it for anyone under 12. So it just, it makes you think, I mean, social media is so big these days and it is, 
you know, important to be careful about what you're putting out there and, and what you see. Yeah. So it does question, and I like the fact that it does as well, especially because it can relate to absolutely everybody. Absolutely. And, I mean, it's as much um, relatable to teenagers as it is to adults, to um, parents of, of teenagers, but to anybody, because I think it questions society as a whole. It holds up, I suppose, uh, a mirror to us all as to uh, what's out there and, um, and, and and how we deal with it and, and how, while social media has its advantages and it's, it's very good and positive in certain ways, but it also has its dangers and uh, one can risk a lot of things uh, through it uh, if they don't use it appropriately. So I love the fact that this will be a little reminder as to be careful of what you do online. I'm quite excited to see it. So how has it been from day one to now and knowing that it's going to be on stage very soon? How are the cast feeling? Well, I have a tremendous uh, crew with me. Um, when we started on this project about a year, about um, five, six weeks ago, we had... Um, I, I decided, uh, even though I'm, I'm down as the director, but I, I wanted a production team that wasn't just about me, but uh, that I wanted a team that, uh, that included the cast and that included uh, the backstage crew as well. So we have uh, an excellent uh, stage, uh, sorry, um, an excellent set designer uh, in the person of Chinye Alcatares and Tom O'Neill, and the two of them have uh, designed and built uh, and constructed the set. Now, the set is contemporary in line with the play, so it's it's um, not quite real, but it's, and it's not quite abstract, but it is symbolic, and it does um, speak uh, uh, just as much as, as the characters do. Um, props uh, by Brona McCormick, she's excellent at it, and our stage manager is Michelle Kelly. But the cast themselves, I mean, they're a very strong and a very um, experienced cast as well, and we have a, a new guy on board as well who, who has never acted before, and he's superb. Uh, in the main role as the parents, we have Fiona Sherry and uh, John McGlynn, and uh, they're, they're outstanding. I mean, especially um, Fiona, who's on stage for the entire night. Um, and then we have Emma O'Kane and uh, our, our newbie, Luke Hickey, uh, in smaller roles, but nonetheless very important roles. So... Um, yeah, a very a very strong company, and we've all worked together as a team. We also have Paddy Martin and uh, John Allen on lights and sound, and they have been. Uh, we've all come together. Uh, we were all part of the rehearsal process, and everybody gave their input into the whole production. So it was a very collaborative um, uh, presentation, uh, uh, exactly as what theatre should be. And all of the skills that everybody has, uh, they've brought them to the table and uh, they, they have delivered in spades. So I'm, I'm really excited and uh, hope that, that for their sake uh, that, it, that it'll go well and that we'll, get a good, uh, that we'll get good houses. And I'm sure that you will. So what was the, the overall reaction when you first brought this play to Athlone Little Theatre and said that this is something that you wanted to go ahead with? Yeah, well, well, obviously, um, 
It's not a comedy, so I suppose we, we, we like to do comedies because people love comedies, and we, we tend to do a lot of comedies, but we also feel like we, we, we like to do the odd series play too, because I think that's important, not just for us as theatre practitioners, but also for audiences to, to see a perspective of aspects of life. So the committee were very supportive. Chrissy, uh, um, Chrissy Killian on our committee was, was very supportive. Uh, dear Verney, I have to mention, who is our PRO, has done a phenomenal job. Uh, and indeed, uh, Anthony Morrigan. I'm, I'm name-checking all of these people because they, they really do deserve to be called out because they, they have done fabulous work on the publicity and so on. But the support we got from from all of the, of the committee and the cast and crew has been totally um, positive and they said, yes, this, this, this is something that has to be done. It's something that we haven't done um, in a while. Uh, some, uh, a play of this calibre, you know, it, it does have a, a social um, uh, story to tell. Um, the writer is James Fritz. Uh, he's a London-based writer. He's a young man. He's in his 30s. He wrote this play about 10 years ago, and it was premiered in London in 2014. And um, he has written a few other plays since uh, that have been performed on the West End. He, he writes, um, he draws his uh, themes from social and political issues. Like climate change, for example, is is, is one of is subject of one of his plays. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's good for audiences to to uh, be prodded into thinking uh, about uh, things in society that really we we can't brush under the carpet. We we, we need to face up to them, even if it is in the theatre. And I think theatre has a role in in bringing that to to the public. And I think theatre does, in a way, make you think. Even with with musicals or with uh, a concert, you know, you you learn something from it and you go away with knowledge of something new. So it'll be nice to see what people take away from this. But this is all going on on October eighteenth to twenty fifth at at Lone Little Theatre. So where can some of our listeners get tickets? Right. Well, yes, as you say, we're on from the eighteenth to the twenty fifth. Tickets are through the Eventbrite process and that's uh, available through our own website which is at www.athlonelittletheatre.ie So if you go in there you'll, you'll be directed then towards the, the booking sheets and then you can pick your, your days after that. And just while we're talking about the, the, the time scale, um, the play itself runs from start to finish without an interval. It's about an hour and a half long and um, the uh, the Sunday pre- performance is a matinee performance on Sunday the 22nd, and that starts at 3 o'clock. Um, the, all the other nights, they start at 8 o'clock. And on Saturday the 21st, we're going to have a post-presentation uh, Q&A um, session so that if anybody wants to pick that night in particular, the cast and crew will be available on the stage after the presentation to answer any questions anybody might have about the production. Oh, that's amazing. You get to pick the brains of everyone that has been involved in this entire process. It sounds... Well, if we have any brains left at this stage, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. But I, I've, um, I've been to these type of things before in the professional theatre and um, this is I think the first time or the second time we've done it here in the little theatre I think it's um, it gives audiences that want to opt for that particular um, 
nice uh, a chance to meet the cast, I suppose, and to ask questions if they have. And, and I hope this is the sort of production that might uh, inspire people to ask a few questions. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So this is four minutes, 12 seconds, and this has been director Joe McCarrick on Encore tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Shannon. A, pre- a pleasure and a privilege as always. You're as good. Thank you. So make sure to get your tickets to this brand new play that runs from October 18th to 25th on Eventbrite or visit AthloneLittleTheatre.ie. Next here on Encore, Kinnegat artist Justina McHugh has launched her first solo exhibition at the Atrium Mullingar County Buildings. So she is going to be on to tell you how she got there and how it's going here on Midlands 103. Encore on Midlands 183, thanks to the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone, with a wide range of flexible spaces, expertise and facilities to make your live stage production, corporate event or community function a success. Your theatre, our home. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Shannon Fogarty with Encore and Kinnegad artist Justina McHugh joins me now to talk about the launch of her first solo exhibition at the Atrium at Mullingar County Billings. Justina, thank you for coming on the show tonight. You're very welcome. How are you? I'm very good, thanks. You have your first solo exhibition, which is extremely exciting. So it's my painting journey. So tell me about the inspiration behind it and what it means to you. Well, the inspiration behind it, I suppose was nature and places that I'm familiar with in my local area and um, just stuff I like to paint, stuff I, I like to be in that I, I'd like to think, oh, that would be nice if I was there and I'd love to paint that and that's that's mainly where where that. <laughs> and that's really exciting. So this is your first solo one. Yes, it so is. So what does that mean to you? Well, um, I suppose it was nerve-wracking. Mm. To, to think about doing it and it was a lot of hard work and um, I suppose just wanted to put my stuff out there for people because they seem to like it so I says oh I might as well try and do an exhibition then to see what way it is. So tell me how you, how you got into art. Well I always liked it as a child mm. and then I suppose when I got older I just never done it then. I got a job like when I was 20 and then never looked at it then for years and years and then suddenly when my kids were younger, when they were like, I suppose, five and that, I said, oh God, I needed something because I was a full-time mother. <laughs> so I said, I'd like to do something for myself. So there was uh, evening classes in community college. So I seen the painting and I said, oh, I never tried painting, so I must try that. And then from then on, I'd done a few of the classes and I said, I'll stick to that then. I just wanted to learn more about it because I just loved the idea of painting and putting on the canvas and all that. And you use a lot of different mediums in your work because you've got 50 artworks that are featured in the exhibition. So tell me about how it was using the different mediums and what made you decide to go with those pieces you actually picked for the exhibition. Um, Well, I I just love trying different things, Um, like like from the acrylic paints, then tried a bit of watercolour, then oils, I love using the oils. It's just, there's so much there like to try and I love I love just love the idea of trying new materials and then glue gun and that's a new thing I've kind of started getting into and um yeah it's just all very exciting I just I just love to be able to do to do different things with art and seeing what I reproduce at the end then now this might be a really tough question but out of the 50 pieces you have on exhibition which one is your favorite and why Oh God! <laughs> I don't know if I really have a favorite. Um, God, do I have a favorite? Probably the the girl in the poppies. 
Okay. The, yeah. Yeah, the one I called alone because just thought oh. that was kind of, you know, just like the idea of being in the field mm. and surrounded by poppies in the fresh air and smelling and all that kind of thing. Just to give it a, an illusion, you know. Okay. Which, yes. I yeah. like that. Mm. That's very sweet. And it, is yeah. tough to, it is tough to pick your favourite. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I can only imagine. But... The everyday world and surroundings, that all yeah. comes into your pieces. Yes, yeah. You see something, this painting, or how how it works. What's your process? Well, I suppose if, I, if I'm somewhere like... Um, I've done an Anley Castle feature, and I, I just love the gardens there. So the bench, I love the bench. And I just thought that'd be lovely to paint because it's inviting. You could picture yourself sitting on the bench and with the bluebells and the trees and the, there's a lake then, or a little kind of a water oh, feature in front of that. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So I suppose it's just about the way you make, how you feel. Mm. That's what I'd like to provoke in my paintings, like it's, picture yourself there, I suppose. <laughs> I love that. So yeah. what, what do you want people to take away from your exhibition? To try being creative to try something no, it doesn't have to be art or it could be like knitting it could be something like that just to get through you know to get a bit creative and you never know when you'd come back to it because that's happened to me like I didn't touch it for years and then I came back to it because I felt I needed something for mm-hmm. myself and I'm so glad that I did because it's so relaxing and therapeutic and then everybody enjoys it then as well with the results and it doesn't have to be perfect either so what what sort of advice would you give someone that may be in similar shoes to you but doesn't know where to start? I'd say um, go first and try a class and see if you like it and then go home and it's all about kind of messing around really and getting the feel for it and just going with it but don't try to produce something perfect because I've done that for years I always wanted to try oh it has to be perfect no now I just do I just go at it and then if I make a mess of it I just paint over it and then just start again but sure I, I love the way with Irish that even if you may think that something's imperfect in it it's perfect to somebody else yes, it's all about yeah, different perspective exactly. on the things because yes. a, a painting or a picture always speaks a thousand words oh it does and yes. that's what I love about it because everyone yeah. takes away something different they do they do so yes. I love the fact that you're like, just give it a go. Oh, definitely. You never know yeah. what you can think. Yes. And they always yeah. say the imperfectness on a on a canvas is just That's the best. Exactly. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And it's the, the thought that goes into it and it's the process that goes into it. That's that's my big thing, definitely. And, and so at home when you're working, would your kids help out or is this, no. is this just your, <laughs> your just time? Me. No, they're sick of me. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're sick of it. <laughs> it's just me. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's your little therapy time. That's it your relaxation. therapy time, yes, <laughs> most definitely. So launch day yeah. was earlier on in the week. How did you find opening up the official launch and having everyone come in and see your pieces? Oh, I was nervous wreck because <laughs> I'm not that way inclined. That I don't like like fussing or and like that, you know. But uh, no, I was glad I'd done it in the end because people's reactions, like I, I, I wouldn't think really getting of of my work, you know, I just put it up and say, oh, no, wonder what to what think of that like. You know, but geez, they, they really liked it and yeah, it's yeah, great, good reaction to it now. So this is the start of what, I, of what I'm feeling is going to be many, many exhibitions oh, down geez. the road. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I will, sure, look, I'll see how it goes. <laughs> no, but uh, honestly, because I know the thought of having to do your first one and getting it all organised and the yeah. whole process of running it. It's it's obviously scary because you do want it to it go is. well. Yeah, well, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just yeah. kind of, you know, 
just went with it and then it just kind of came together in the end nicely like you know so I love that <laughs> I can see you going places now oh, I think God. it's absolutely amazing so if anyone listening wants to see some of your work and might not be able to make the ex- exhibition do you have a social media account that they can go and look at some of your works I do I have Facebook Perfect. Instagram, I don't really know how to use it, to be honest. <laughs> I'm a bit crap at that. But yeah, Facebook I mainly use, so it's Justina McHugh Art. Brilliant. So if okay. anyone wants to go and check out her art, make sure you go to the Atrium Mullingar County Billings, where she has 50 of her finest on exhibition. And if you want to have a look at some more of her work, it's on her Facebook page. Justina, thank you so much you're for coming welcome. in. I'm you're very, very excited to see what you create in the future. I think you're going to have so many more exhibitions down the road. <laughs> I was all in here. It's up to try and do it. I do see big things in the future for Justina. And this is only the start for her, I feel. So if you like some of her um, pieces, make sure to go and check them out in the Atrium Mullingar County Buildings. Next, if you like a bit of folk music, then a show coming to Burr will be just for you. Stay here on Midlands 103. Encore, in association with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone, our bright and airy AIB gallery and cosy theatre bar can cater for smaller private events too. Your theatre, our home, deancrowtheatre.com. Welcome back to Encore on Midlands 103 with Shannon Fogarty. And coming to Burr Arts Theatre is Folk Threads. So this is a unique, diverse and versatile folk music show that brings together the voice of Emerdon and her superbly talented musicians. I am delighted to be joined on the show tonight by Emerdon, who is bringing her autumn tour Folk Threads to the Burr Arts Theatre this 21st of October. Emer, thank you so much for coming on the show. Hi Shannon, thanks for having me. So tell me more about this tour Folk Threads. So Folk Threads, uh, we're very excited to bring it to Burr. Folk Threads is a combination of folk songs from different countries. We're threading together the songs from Ireland, Scotland, England and America. And that means a combination of the well-known, well-loved songs like Grace, Wild Mountain Time, Sweet Sixteen, all the big sing-along songs that all the the people will know and love. And that combined with contemporary folk songs as well, up-tempo, lively songs um, and some you know, surprises in there that people wouldn't be expecting. Um, so we have a good mixture to suit all ages and, and people who like different types of music as well. So it's, it's a good mixture. And what inspired the blend of Irish, Scottish, English and American folk music? Well, I suppose I grew up in a house full of um, music from different genres. So my mum was kind of into musicals, classical music, um, a range of music like that. And my dad was more into the Irish folk music. And my grandparents on both sides were singers and musicians. And I learned a lot from them. And then I just got the experience, I suppose, of singing with um, lots of different groups and lots of different people and found kind of the, the, the different material and the songs that really stand the test of time and that people will know and people love are those kind of songs. And they come from different countries. Sometimes we like to claim them as Irish, but they come from different places. And they tell a history or a story as well a lot of times. Um, and then it's nice to merge that. I just thought the idea to present something a little bit different. It's nice to merge that and mix it up with some contemporary songs as well that are now being kind of um, turned into a folk version, if you like. So um, it's just uh, just something different, I suppose, to present to people and ones that I feel will reach a range of people that a lot of people will enjoy. So what can people expect on the 21st of October in the Burr Arts Theatre? What can they expect on the night? 
So on the night, uh, doors will open at 7.30 and the show starts at 8 and we will um, I pres- I present as a trio. So there's a great guitarist with me called Eamon Morn. He's amazing. He's a professional guitarist from Dublin. And then I have on fiddle the fantastic Michael Harrison, who's an All-Ireland champion and godson of the famous Aggie White, um, who's well-known in violin and fiddle circles. And then myself on vocals, and I do a little guitar and whistle as well. So between the three of us, it's, I presume, um, a merge of, of different kind of styles of music also, because Eamon does a range of Irish, but he also has influences from jazz and modern music. He plays a lot of variety. And we merge kind of the three of us together, and then we sing all the different songs to the audience, and we talk to them and... Uh, get them involved and we want to get people singing along with us as well if they feel like that or they can just sit back and relax and listen. The the beauty of a theatre like Burr and the other theatres that we've been touring around in is that they're in such a beautiful setting where people can sit back and and really kind of, it's almost like we have them in the palm of our hands and we're enjoying that too, you know, the experience of of it being um, very intimate between us and the audience. We all kind of get into the night together um, and we'll have a small interval halfway through and then the show will be over around 10 o'clock and we've been very busy and it's been going really well so far we've done three shows to date in Leash in Ballina in Mayo in beautiful art centre there last weekend and also in the dock in Carrick and Shannon and now I'm delighted to bring it to Bird it'll be my last Midlands show before Christmas so I hope people will you know seize the opportunity to come out and, and hear us and, and enjoy the night I mean, how has, you know, bringing it from the idea to having it on stage, how has the entire process been and kind of bringing it all together? I spend a lot of time on that, uh, thinking about the songs. I suppose, Shannon, to be honest, I would have had about 60, 70 songs to begin with and then thought, that's a really long show for people. So you don't have to worry, it's not as long as that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But you start off with a huge range. It's the same almost as, you know, when I was producing my, my, my debut album was released there at the end of 21 and I had the same scenario where you come up with a whole range of material first and then you narrow it down and then I kind of look at variety of styles and variety of songs and music and stories that I want to tell the people and then how I'm going to present it. Like we do have some visual images behind us as well and just different small things. I, I don't want to overdo the production of a an acoustic set with a trio of us either. We want it to be about the music and about the song, but at the same time, you do have to think of um, the audience and, and bringing them in on the journey with you as well. So there, there's a huge amount of work that's involved in that side of it before you ever start to um, take it on the road, I suppose. And what do you enjoy the most of, of performing these pieces uh, on stage? Um, I love the live performing, the actual, when, and when the audience come, get involved with us, I love that. Whether it be, if I'm singing like a song where they're they're listening, but you know that they're there with you, you know, kind of tuned into the lyrics and tuned in, that's an amazing feeling, but also when they're singing along. And we have good crack ourselves and banter on the stage as well, so I, I love that side of it. I do love putting it together too, but that would be the live, the actual live show is my favourite part. And I know that you recently opened up for the Furies during their Irish tour. How did you find that experience and how do you think it's boosted your career? Oh, I absolutely loved working with the Furies. The Furies are 
amazing people. They're really down to earth, genuine people. Um, immense talent, legends um, in fact <laughs> and they've a wonderful band with them as well and they were all so good to me so that opportunity came along and I was doing my own little tour as well um, last year which was my first tour um, in some theatres and then that opportunity came along in 2022 to uh, tour with them and I got to go to great venues like uh, the INEC and Vicker Street and I was in Burr with them as well so some people from the night might remember me there um, and it was beautiful theatre and wonderful experience to work with them. They were so good to me. I felt like part of the band. <laughs> um, even at one case, Shannon, they, they actually um, gave me their dressing room, you know, <laughs> and everything. They're just so so down to earth. I didn't feel like I was opening for the big celebs that they are, you know. They're just really, really lovely people um, alongside being immensely talented. So that, that has been a wonderful experience because it got me out to people who don't know uh, me or know of my music and um, it gave me that opportunity and it also helped me to get used to I was just doing most of the shows solo in that case and it got me used to getting up on the stage and getting that experience more and more of, of um, uh, working working the audience as well so um, it was great I loved it <laughs> And how do you find being on tour? Do you, uh, do you have little things that you'll have waiting for you in the dressing room or what's the experience of being on tour like? It's a huge mixture. Um, in most of the arts venues, they've been treating us really, really well. You know, we've, we've arrived and, and they do have um, little nibbles in the dressing room. We don't have any specific requirements or whatever. But I actually bring my own um, food and bits and pieces with me as well. So um, it's, it's a lot of work. I suppose people don't think about the factors. You are there from, apart from the build-up and, and getting ready for it, you are there from early in the day with the sound engineer and with the whole crew and, and for the theatre staff as well. They have a lot of work behind the scenes. It's not just a couple of hours that you're at the show. Um, but I, I love that side of it as well. Like that's that's what I I that's what I want to do and I want to get it right for the audience. So we do spend a good bit of time during the day in the theatre and getting ready to go and then um, uh, we just kind of leave the stage then shortly before the audience will be coming in and have a bit of a rest and change and a cup of tea or whatever and <laughs> um, get ready to go back on. So it's, yeah, my car is full of uh, goodies when I'm I'm going, not just food, but also like I would have all kinds of props and everything coming out the back. So it's, <laughs> it's fun. I love that. So do you have any sort of pre-show ritual that you do before you go out on stage? Ooh, that's a good question. I haven't had that one before. Um, not as such. Like, I do warm up my voice. You know, I do have some classical training in that as well. Um, even though I'm not singing in the classical style, it is important to, to warm up your voice. Um, I do like to have that little few minutes to myself if I can get um, get the, one of the dressing rooms or a room corner somewhere just to kind of um, relax or whatever but it's only a few minutes I, I, I don't really have any big ritual I'd be excited to get out there and and, and chat to the audience and, and that so sometimes it can be nice if you're um, when we're over travelling somewhere else you like to get out for a walk as well that's kind of a good thing I find um, and I kind of learned that on from the Furies as well they would um, they would have their sound check and, and sometimes get out for a walk and things like that to get a bit of fresh air is always good for you before you hit the stage but, and we're very excited to see you on the stage on the 21st of October in the Burr Arts Theatre. So for anyone that's listening, where can they get tickets? So you can get tickets from the theatre directly. So the number is 
2-2-9-1-1, or they can book online as well, birththeatre.com. And we would encourage people to try and book in advance if they can. And it's just, yeah, we'd love people to come out and support us, come out and enjoy live music again. There has been such a, a hard few years there, and it's only the last few years that artists like myself are really getting the chance to go again, and we really would love that that support from people and they will enjoy themselves and there's also a discount for a group Shannon as well if um, a group of 10 or more want to come they can um, make a night out of it you know have dinner beforehand or a pint afterwards it's you know it's kind of on at a nice time to allow for all those things Um, so um, that's an option as well for people so yeah, contact the theatre in Burr, the beautiful venue. That is amazing. We're very excited to have you in Burr on the 21st of October. Emer, thanks so much for coming on the show and telling us all about it. Thanks so much for having me. Take care, Shannon. Bye. So make sure to grab the girls, the guys, family and friends and go over to Burr Arts Theatre to see Folk Threads on the 21st of October and tickets can be got at burrtheatre.com. Now... Halloween is just around the corner and there's something very fun and exciting coming to Tullamore and I'll let you know all about that next here on Midlands 103. Midlands 103's Encore with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Live theatre, drama, dance, music, comedy, musical theatre, panto. Your home of entertainment for all. DeanCrowTheatre.com This is Encore with Shannon Fogarty and now dig out the costumes dust off the capes and polish the broomsticks as up close and personal promotions have announced the return of Puka Spooka to Lloyd Town Park Tullamore taking place on October 28th and 29th and here to explain all the tricks and treats that will be happening is Aiden Shortall. Aiden, thank you for coming on the show. Hi Shannon, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, not bad, yeah, all's good, thanks for having me on. Now I'm very excited because I have to say Halloween is one of my favourite times of the year so the fact that you know i may be a bit old to go out and you know trick-or-treat oh, you're never too old <laughs> <laughs> thank you that's what i think as well so this event sounds absolutely incredible and it'll be my first time attending it so talk to me what is puka spooka so uh, essentially puka spooka is a it's a family fun day which is we create a trail throughout the town park with various different art installations music sounds lights uh we've everything from dinosaurs dragons witches wizards fire show, a Disney disco, stunt bike riders, circus performers, and we also put in stuff like it. We've uh, this this we've new new additions this year. We also have a lazy or a laser zombie uh zombie zombie uh laser tag. We also have fun fair robotics um we've arts and crafts, scarecrow pumpkin patch. There's a monster market then as well this year which is a uh, we, we we vastly kind of uh, improved the size of it this year and also kind of the areas as well, you know, from, from previous years. There's so much that's happening over the two days and I can imagine it'll take the two days to get through everything. But this monster market, what can people expect in there? Yeah, everything from uh, local traders, uh, food stalls, um, arts and crafts as well, you know. So it's, it's all bespoke, kind of unique uh, Irish artisan craft makers, really, essentially. And is everyone dressed up and all done up for Halloween? A lot of people, a lot of people are, yeah. And we've yet to uh, we've yet to fully announce, but we will be doing a competition then for kind of like uh, best dressed over the weekend as well, you know. Oh, I'll have to I'll have to get all of my uh, Halloween costumes out and head over. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the one thing I'm really looking forward to is you have Ireland's escapologist, magician Steve, Steve Spade. Spade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he, he recently. Um, 
he recently won, won a prize has kind of been like a, which the only other ones um, recognisable like David Copperfield Keith Barry and Penn and Teller also previously won the same prize in, in Las Vegas you know so he won the Merlin Award. Uh, yeah. That's an, an absolutely incredible. And to have him at an event like this, I think would be amazing. And just to see what he can do, I mean, everyone yeah, would be so mesmerised. He'll be, he'll be doing an escapology show throughout the day, I'd say probably three times at different stages, but he'll, he'll also be doing up-close magic um, for the kids throughout the trail as well, you know. So he'll be a pretty busy guy over the weekend, you know. Oh, I'm sure he will. He'll have everybody going up to him. <laughs> yeah, so- yeah, yeah, for sure. Talk me through how Lloyd Town Park is completely transformed for the two days. Um, well, there's the colossal amount of work goes into Shannon. Uh, like with this, this process probably started six months ago. Um, so, like from Monday of not not Monday coming Monday the following week, we, it'll take a whole week to build the whole event. Um, that's from like everything from wiring this to putting in music and sound. Um, lights and then kind of installing all the art installations as well it t- it'll take a full week to essentially build it and then all the traders will arrive on the day um, and then we've like we've circus tents we also have a fun fair there as well they- they'll all arrive just po- possibly the day before I'd imagine you know and this is going to be a bigger and better event than it was last year and how did the how do you think the community <coughs> finds it oh yeah very receptive yeah yeah it, like this is our third year obviously um so, like, we expect to have just in the region of 10,000 people. We have a license for 5,000 people a day. We're, we're not far off hitting those numbers. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, it's uh, a lot of our tickets are bought locally between Tullamore, Athlone, Port Leash, Burr, Claret, Quebec, and most, but also further afield. Like, we have a lot of ticket sales in Kildare, Dublin, Longford, all, you know, all border counties as well, you know. So, it's a very positive um impact for Tullamore Town and knock-on effect, you know, for local businesses. And that's just it. You'll have everybody coming in for something like this because it's an event that has so much. And I think one of the things that you have as well is the Adrenaline Stunt Bike Show. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, I'm really looking forward to that one myself. <laughs> that's essentially, like, it's like a wall of death, you know, so the two, the two stunt bike riders get into the globe and they, they'll, they'll perform um, acrobats really on motorbikes, really, you know. It's, and, that's, and people will be pretty close to that to be able to actually see that right up close to it as well, you know. Obviously, it's 100% safe and all, but, um, yeah, it's not something you you kind of really witness uh, too often, you know. And that's just it. You, you don't see that um, happening, or you hear of it anyway. Um, so to see something like this, I think people are going to be very wowed by it. Yeah, yeah, and, and also kind of in the circus tent, we've, um, it's the first time it, it, it's actually going to be unveiled in Ireland. Like, there's, there's a massive uh, 30-foot-tall dragon, actually, that actually breeds fire as well that, that's actually going to be there as well on the day in the same tent where the stunt bike riders are going to be performing throughout the day and plus we also have this, we're going to have a fire show outside the tent as well all at different intervals and the scapeology show you know so it's, um, once people are in in the gate they can stay the whole day you know so it's um, expected to be an extremely busy you know and how have you found being involved in putting all of this together um, yeah look it's something I really enjoy doing yeah it's a uh, it's it's a it's a colossal amount of work, um, but yeah, it, it, like the proof is in the pudding. People have bought tickets and they're attending, you know. So that's kind of that's really the goal at the market, the marketing that you put into it. That kind of, and you know that you have this vision that people are hopefully going to enjoy it. But obviously, they're um, you know they're voting with their feet, really, essentially, you know. So we know they're coming. And I mean, there's going to be something there for absolutely everybody, and anyone that loves Halloween as much as I do is going to be at this event. But for everything that's happening, 
what are you looking forward to in particular? Um, I think, yeah, the Stunt Bike Riders is going to be a pretty good one for me, I, I'd imagine. Um, the fire show we put on as well, um, it's the same guys who, who who do the rugby matches in the Viva Stadium in, in Dublin. They're they're going to be shooting fires 40 foot in the air. You know, that's going to be pretty sensational to see, you know. Um, especially, and that, that'll happen just after it gets dark, around the, the half-six mark, you know. But, um there'll be that'll that'll be something pretty special as well you know i'd imagine you'll be able to kind of see that from from a really long distance away you know and i feel like with halloween if there's not fireworks and fire involved then is it really halloween no <laughs> <laughs> i know look look like like our event is 100% safe and um, our event is kind of for young and old uh for younger kids but also like for teenagers as well and kind of people who are young young parents and uh Make sure to bring along granny and granddad as well, you know. And that's just it. As it, I said, there's it, something it, for it, everyone. It, it suits. It'll suit all ages. Yeah, without a doubt. You know what I mean? We like we painstakingly put um, a lot of thought into how we actually set up the site and actually how we lay it out that it, it can cater for as many people and as many age groups as possible. And I mean, as you said, there's going to be a, in and around five thousand people per day, so it'll be fun and it'll be busy but it'll be definitely worth it so if anyone listening wants to get tickets for anything that is still available where can they get them yeah there's a small amount of tickets available a lot of the slots are already sold out and a lot of the kind of the ticket allocations um family tickets and kind of some of the allocations are already all sold out but there there are there are there are a few tickets still available and the best thing is to do is hop onto eventbrite.ie and just type in Puka Spook and you'll be able to find them there and you'll be able to select a, select a time slot that suits you, you know. And I have to ask, where did the name Puka Spooka come from? Uh, well, I suppose Puka is kind of like the it's the Irish version for Halloween and then I kind of just kind of <laughs> rhymed Spooka with it. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of essentially where it came from, you know. So it was kind of half English, half Irish, you know, and kind of uh, kind of old and new, really, you know. And I like it. It does work really well together because I was wondering what Puka stood for because you have the father on the U and I was like, okay, I think this is interesting. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you learn something new every day. You, re- you really do. Now, I have to ask you, Aiden, what are you dressing up as for Halloween this year? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've yet to work out that one. That, that's, that's the last thing I'll do. Uh, like on the Friday night, I'd say, before we, we finish the build for it, I'll come up with some idea. I'd imagine, yeah. But I'll be up there at the top car park in Cormac Street, making sure everyone's getting in uh, safe and sound, you know, and we're scanning people in as quick as possible, you know. I know, we'll be very excited to have the entire event and everyone down there, and I'm sure there's a load of you involved. Thank you for putting on an event like this. I'm extremely excited for it. <laughs> yeah, make sure we get in touch with me, and uh, we, look, we look after you for some tickets, you know. Oh, you're as good. Aiden. thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us all about this, and I'm very excited for Puka Spooka in Lloyd Town Park on the 28th and 29th of October. Great stuff. Thanks, Shannon. So... What am I going to dress up as Halloween this year? Does anyone have a costume that they just put on last minute because they, they pure panic and they don't buy anything? Mine has always been a witch because there's always a black bin bag somewhere that you can throw on over the clothes and a witch hat that's there. But for anyone that wants to find out more information on Puka Spooka, you can check out all their social medias, which has everything on it, which is at Puka Spooka. Or, of course, just go on to Eventbrite to see where you can find tickets. It's all happening on the 28th to the 29th of October. It is going to be absolutely incredible. And I am a massive fan of Halloween. I have the pumpkins in the house already. And I bought the big pumpkin to carve out. Has anyone carved their pumpkins yet? 
it's it's I, I can't I'm sorry I'm just I'm overly excited I really am I think it's going to be the most amazing amazing event of the year and it's oh on, on two days so make sure you do go and check it out the 28th and 29th of October and that was Aidan Shortall from Up Close and Personal Promotions who is involved in setting up and organizing of it this year. I'm just over. I'm ca- I'm so excited. I'm stumbling over my words now. And poor Joe is looking at me going, okay, Shannon, come on. <laughs> but no, we're pretty much out of time now for the show. And I mean, it's just, it just goes very quick every, every evening. But yeah, that is all the time we have for on Encore. Hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. As you can tell, I am extremely excited. Thanks to all of the guests that have come on and joined me. I'll be back next Thursday with more of what's happening in the arts in Leash, Offaly and Westmeath and I'll let you know what I dressed up as for Halloween I'll be back here from 7 o'clock but waiting to come in is Joe Cooney with all of your country music he is back I'm very excited to see his happy face around the place but if you want to have anything included on the show you can email me encore at midlands103.com or of course you can email me encore at midlands103.com have a great Thursday evening Enjoy your weekend and I will be back here on Thursday with more of all of the best of what's happening in the arts. Your arts and entertainment for the Midlands with the Dean Crow Theatre and Arts Centre Athlone. Imagine the possibilities. DeanCrowTheatre.com.